Hello and welcome to Shrink, the podcast for the mind. I'm Philippe Taron and I talk to the people who want to have a better understanding of their issues with weight and body image. Good morning, Lucy. Good morning, Philippe, on this special day. Yeah, it's such a special day. It's Valentine's Day. And so happy Valentine, I guess. Yes, and happy Valentine to you. You are my only single one Valentine. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> just you. <I laughs> but that makes me very happy because we're here doing this lovely podcast together. Yeah, so that's yeah, I'm really happy too. Yeah, so, so Lucy, you're a journalist and a love coach. So what is a love coach uh, uh, Valentine's Day like? I mean, what I mean by that is that you tend to... Do your clients they tend to speak a lot more about Valentine and does it put them under some kind of pressure or are they excited? Are, are they, I don't know. How do they feel about it usually? Well, I think Valentine's Day does put people under a lot of pressure, actually. Mm -hmm. So I have posted on Instagram and I'm used to Instagram, but I, I realized that around my study, I've got quite a few things that are hard. I've got a heart picture and I've got a heart crystal. And I was like, oh, I actually have some heart-based things. So that means I must be wanting a bit of love. So um, I posted on Instagram, you know, actually I'm in a loving throuple. And that's me, myself and I. We're in a loving throuple. So on Valentine's Day, I'm having a relationship with myself. And that's uh, what I'm offering to my single clients because a lot of them are feeling very low. And, and you know, it's... I know it's a fake day. It's just a day like Christmas is just a day and, and everything. And they're feeling sad and they're feeling lonely. And so I'm offering them a bit of heart love, a bit of self-love and a bit of, you know, do something for yourself today that you really want to do that's your thing and, and that's how you're going to celebrate your Valentine's Day. So you're talking about your uh, clients which are single when you when you say that, but... It can be yeah. sweet as well, but let's say if you're in a relationship, it's somehow it's a reminder of, uh, you know, you shouldn't take the other one for granted, and it's sweet, so there's something romantic about it. You can see in that way as well. Yeah. If you're a couple that's coming to see me, it means your relationship's in trouble. <laughs> so, so Valentine's Day isn't a great day for them, because they've come to see me because things aren't going the way they'd like it to go. Mm -hmm. But what you just said is completely, um, I think, spot on, which is trying to encourage people to prioritize their love relationship. Uh, and people find that very difficult. They say, well, it's busy, I've got kids, I've got work. I'm like, well, if you want this to work, you want this to happen, you want this to feel passionate, sexy, fantastic, and, and, and uh, second, and beautiful, you need to prioritize it a bit. And Valentine's Day is the day to kind of get, okay, this is a day of love. What are we going to do rather than hate each other? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to buy chocolates and uh, we're going to buy chocolates and eat chocolates together. Well, they eat chocolate, so a lot of people don't drink. They've just got to find another way of doing it. Yeah. Well, many of my friends come and see me uh, uh, at first to lose weight, uh, although, you know, I don't put them on diets because I, I'm totally against that. And Valentine's uh, yeah. so Day is a day, is a challenging day for some of them because they're going to the restaurant, I mean, the ones who are in, in a relationship, and usually there will be chocolate around. And um, so it's it's another challenge on top of the other challenges that they're they're. Yeah, creating. but why do people do this? I mean, it's really interesting. It's like yeah, it at is, schools, yeah. they do cake sales, you know, and biscuit sales, and we've got a, an epidemic of childhood obesity. There's some, so actually, I don't want a box of chocolate because, you know, so I don't do want to... What do you want? 
you know, my perfect Valentine's Day would be someone making me a really fantastic breakfast in bed and mm-hmm. say, I'll get the kids to school, my love. A, a bit like salmon and something really lovely mm-hmm. and a beautiful yeah. tea. And then and maybe I love a bunch of flowers that smell. You know, flowers that yeah, smell yeah, anymore. Yeah. Beautiful bunch of flowers so that my bedroom is perfumed. And then I'd like to go for a lovely long walk. And then I'd like to go to the spa and have a sauna and a swim, maybe a massage. And then I'm good. <laughs> you make it sound like, at first it's like I don't want much, but in fact it's like... <laughs> You've got a list oh, of like uh, things well. I like to have some really lovely language sex. That would be good. And then I'm done. Yeah. And then I'm all good. Well, yeah, I hope you're done. <laughs> but, well, what, what, what I'm saying is it's the quality of the attention. I know, isn't I know. It? Yeah. You know, a box of chocolates, you know, it's the quality, you know, actually, any one of those things would do. It's the quality of the attention. You know, does this person know? what you would like what do you know what they would like what would they like for Valentine's? I think most what people do don't like? really know because most people are not uh, are not although they are in a relationship i mean for those who are in a relationship they're not very intimate they don't really know each other uh, uh, feelings and what they're going through what they, how they see the relationship they don't talk much you see it when when you or me when we have clients in a, like couples in a, in the therapy room yeah. They, they just, it's like they discover who their partner has been with them sometimes for 10 or 20 years. Yes, you know, they hear things for the first time. They never heard these things before. And it's a shame. So, so maybe, yeah, it would be a good thing if Valentine's Day could be an intimate day, you know, where people would well, be I think more intimate. About, but... Isn't it about curiosity? I think there's something in, um, there's something in, there's a fear. I, I, I and for each for each yeah. person, the fear might be very different. But actually, there's a sort of fear around being curious. Kind of like, what might I find out if I'm curious about my partner? And 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 also, then I think with that, the play, the element of play between couples just gets dampened down, and then it just feels yeah, like yeah. drudgery to people. And then when people come out of relationships, however they come out of them, unless they done a lot of work on coming out of it like consciously uncoupling which I actually think is a brilliant thing they're hurt and they're damaged um, and they're low in themselves and they you know and they want to get another relationship very quickly maybe yeah but, but most of the time it would be to kind of, uh, of feel better but not, they're not ready to maybe to get in a, into another relationship when I mean, they want to jump into another yeah. one just because it's too painful to be by themselves and they want to see if they can make it work with someone else there they cannot tolerate the, the, the loneliness that they're facing and uh, um, yeah so it's it's sometimes it's about the right timing as well I, I, have a, I was wondering because I was listening to, to a client this morning and, uh, and that client was saying well don't you have to love yourself first before you can love someone and um, to which I said well I don't really believe in the uh, the idea of having to love yourself, right? I said to that client who was really surprised, in fact, at, the, at first, yeah. I said, well, I don't love myself. I mean, I respect myself. There are things about me that I really like, or that I love, but I don't love myself. I mean, I don't think we need to love. We have to, have to be intimate with who we are. We have to be respectful. We have to be kind. We have to be uh, gentle yeah. with who we are. But this is not really love. And uh, I don't know what's your, your, uh, what are your views around that, in fact. 
Well, I think, you know, I, I hear that quite a lot from, from people generally. You know, they, there's a lot of, um, just from friends and clients and also self-help books and all that thing about, you know, in order to find true love, and I'm putting that in inverted commas because, you know, you and I have a certain age, Philippe, and we, we, might have, we might have many um, versions of true love. But in order to find that person you're going to be really happy with, you know, that won't happen unless you love yourself and blah, blah, blah. I think that is a stick that we can seriously beat ourselves with because the thought process could be, oh my goodness, the reason why I haven't met anyone is because I don't love myself and I've got to love myself to meet someone. But I don't love myself because um, there are things about me I don't like and now now I'm never going to meet anyone and it, it can get incredibly punishing. Also, a lot of people have been brought up, especially of our generation, like we're in our 50s, to believe and maybe this is an English British thing, that loving yourself is a bad thing, it's egotistical, and how dare you? And my God, you know, how could you possibly say that? Because it it makes you sound like some sort of egotistical lunatic if you sit and go, I just think I'm the most fabulous person ever. Mm-hmm. But that's not what, what self-love is. I think it's more to do with in order to meet someone probably and have a good relationship, and I'm talking about an intimate relationship, which is about 0.003% of the population probably, <laughs> it is important to be intimate with yourself. And it's your job, it's my job, because I'm single, to work on my past hurt and past pain exactly. and, yeah. sort of, and sort of absolve that, forgive that, work through it in order to present myself in a relationship with someone who's able to have a relationship in a proper way. You know, I mean, you can have any kind of relationship you want, you know, but actually a long-term, committed, intimate, curious, playful relationship. I need to have done my my work. Having said that, though, for for, for people out there looking for a relationship, you know, the thing about working through your your childhood pain is, is that's great. But I meet people of my age, and I'm 55, who are still looking through their childhood pain and more childhood pain. And in the end, it's a yeah. backward path looking thing. It's not a forward thing. It's not a transformational thing. Transformation is forward looking. It's, it's out It's out, and it's forward. If we spend our entire lives working through our childhood pain, we're going to, we're going to be dead, mm-hmm. you know, and we no, work exactly. through yeah. Yeah. But that's a counterintuitive argument for therapists. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. But let's not just sit there forever. Why do you feel like it's counterintuitive? Sorry, I interrupted, I interrupted you. Why do you think it's counterintuitive? What do you mean by that? Well, because the psychodynamic model would be, and I mean, this is shorthand, isn't it? Which yeah. is actually, you know, a lot of what we do and sabotage and our patterns are based on our childhood wounds, mm-hmm. which I agree with. I agree to a, I certain extent, to a certain extent, yeah. Okay, well, that's interesting. Tell me the certain extent bit. Well, because I think that sometimes, because when when you when you say that, uh, or when some some people say that, it's like you don't change through life, and the experience that you're, the things that you're experiencing don't don't uh, you don't learn from them, and uh, either if, if nice things or traumas, it's like you're still uh, haunted somehow by your childhood uh, traumas or childhood difficulties. I don't know how you would call that, and. Um, I don't think it's, I think it's somehow there is something comfortable thinking like that. It's like, 
yeah, but it's not my fault. I'm not really responsible. That's what, that's what you know, as a yeah. child, I've experienced this or I experienced that. I mean, I know that these things matter. I, mean, I know that things that we experience as, as, as uh, children make a big difference. But we can change. We can change, uh, we can change the way we see things. We can, I mean, there's so many things we can change. So I think yeah. always, always uh, and there is also something of a victim mode when, when, I mean, when some people say that it's like, you know, they always refer to what they've experienced as a child and, and what their parents have or haven't done, the love they didn't receive. Or yes, yes, that's right, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. So it's true, but to a certain extent, because I think otherwise it's like, it's, it's even if it's an uncomfortable place, it's, it's a safe place because we know what it's like. We don't dare yes, to experience anything yeah. like it's very safe. You can say, you know, so we can sit there forever saying, well, you know, the reason I can't have good relationships is because I believe that my father didn't love me. And and we can stay there for a long time and then we can sabotage our relationships and we can just do the romantic part because we know the romantic part, the beginning bit, I believe, this is what I believe, mm -hmm. limerence. So the bit is you, know, you meet, there's some energy transfers and you fall in that bit and it's like your stars in your life and treaty birds around your head and love parts of where you go. And it's like it's like a drug. It is a drug, actually, because you're being... It's a drug. So, it's because some, some people are in love with the, the idea of being in love. You know, they're... they're, they're but then the love is that bit. That's the beginning bit. And I think you literally do have dopamine, don't you? And all those, all that, um, all those uh, happy drugs are going on in your brain. Yeah, and, yeah. and of course, it, it would be like constantly taking smack or something. Like, Woohoo! Or, or, you know, microdosing or actually not microdosing, taking mushrooms every day in the world looks amazing and bright and treated. Yeah, but after a few weeks or a few months or, or a few years in the best case scenario, it's not, uh, it doesn't feel like a drug anymore. It, it can be really nice to be in a relationship. It can be uh, amazing even, but it doesn't feel the same. We don't have the butterflies. We don't have the, it's different. No. Well, yes, but yes and no. When I was very in love, um, I would look at this person and I would feel this, like a whole warm fire was burning in my belly. Mm -hmm. You know, I would always yeah, look at yeah, him and... Yeah. No, I just love this man and it just felt it wasn't you know after time it wasn't butterflies it was this deep sense of belonging with him for me that's real love that's real that's yeah, the, the, I mean he turned out totally wrong but never mind but you know okay but interestingly enough about that I felt that about a person who probably was very like my father Okay, so then you start diving a little bit deeper, but that's a bit off track. I think the romantic loving, I think you're right, people get attached to being in that first phase, which is so magical. And then, of course, two people become real people. Oh, hello, you know, I didn't know you did that. You know, that's not quite in my romantic script. I didn't know that actually she's got three children who are loathsome and annoying, and I don't and like them. Yours. <laughs> yeah. And then it all and then it all starts falling apart and then they split up and they move on to the next the next hit. Yeah, because it's not exciting anymore. They don't have the thrill anymore. And and that's a shame because that's when you can start in my in my views, that's when you can start experiencing a real love, like an intimate relationship. Yes. Uh, yeah. Even but so things. I think you know, I think so I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You know, if, so if I met a man now. And, and he had a history of basically being a serial dater. 
I would probably say, well, that's great, but that's probably not for me. Because what that would imply for me is that he's a person that's after a hit. You know, he just wants to hit and he can't do the follow through, which is actually have the relationship. And like I said, I don't want to judge, you know, people can do it any way they want to do it. You know, if they actually just want to go from one relationship to another and and that, that that's fine, that's up to them. I personally don't want to do that. So that that wouldn't that wouldn't work for me. And my my feeling is that people that do that probably end up at, at a certain age whereby they don't have that, you know, attractiveness anymore views and they end up probably feeling quite quite lonely and then they come to me and say, What am I doing wrong? And I'm like, You're having too yeah. you're too in love with love. You know, you're like kind of cupid or you know, you're too in love with love. You just want the love. You just want the first bit. You're too in love with the limerence. You're not, you know. Well, in my, at, some point, at, at some point, I was wondering if I wasn't becoming uh, a serial dater because I, I've, been, I've been on many dates. And um, in fact, I don't think I was. It looked like it, but I, I don't think I was. I was looking for a really, really nice relationship. And it's difficult to find someone uh, I mean, I've met some really amazing uh, women, uh, you know, along the years, and uh, I wasn't any better than them. That's not what I mean. But I wanted a certain level of intimacy, fun. Um, I wanted to be challenged as, as well intellectually. And I mean, I, maybe I was too demanding, but I don't think so. I think it's okay to be demanding um, as long as it's, as it's uh, realistic. Um, it's like I didn't want to settle for less. When I say less, again, it's not like I was any better than any, you know, I've met, yeah. I've met women who were, let's say, I don't know if I can say that, much better uh, than me in many ways. Yeah. Somehow I, I didn't feel like it was a match. And um, so I thought a bit more about it. And in fact, I was thinking about you and I was, because I feel like I'm somehow a free spirit. Well, yeah, I feel like I'm a free spirit, and I feel like you are as well. And I'm, I'm wondering if it, if it maybe it makes it. And having done a lot of therapy and being a therapist, mm. and same for you, maybe it yeah. makes it more difficult to uh, not to see certain things or to pretend that we haven't seen them, um, not becoming mm. someone's therapist. I mean, if, if at some point we always because we we like we like caring. We, uh, because that's our job. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess maybe some therapists don't care much, but I know you do. You care a lot uh, about, yes, your friends, about your friends, about your friends. So, so yeah. it's tempting when, you're, when you meet someone to, to go into that, that direction, you know, to become their therapist. Yeah, you, you really have. I'm constantly analyzing it. But I think it's, I think it's, I, I'm really interested because you're onto something there, but I'm not sure quite what it is. I mean, I, what I know about myself and this sounds arrogant, and I don't care. You know, I'm a kind of high-quality woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know, yeah, yeah. And I, I have a lot of energy when I have it, and I am pretty dynamic, and I move pretty quickly, you know, and I, and I do a lot. Mm-hmm. And actually, that is quite difficult for, for people generally to keep up with because I move very fast. And the other thing is, I was thinking about this and um, I, someone was saying on a workshop I did, which was fascinating about um, you know, get, get, getting a partner, making your life available for a partner. It was all about, you know, is, you know, what do you do with your 
space, a bit like a Marie Kondo thing. Have you got room for a partner? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was looking around my bedroom and I was like, well, all my, you know, the covers are sort of my things. The, the, the bookshelf was sort of my books. I've got a great big bed because, you know, I used to have a partner. So I've got a great big bed. And so, you know, potentially I could kick the dogs off and have a <laughs> partner. Yeah, so I thought, okay. And then, they, and then she was saying, well, then you need to make space for your partner. And I realized something fascinating about me. I just thought, ah, you know, uh. And so I thought, okay, I didn't really want to do that. But that's also, I think, about something else, which is I've had a lot of men move into my space. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, so it's not, for me, it was a bit like, well, I don't really want to do that anymore. I don't want to be the big, the big breast that provides for everybody yeah. and everyone just moves to my space and puts their clothes in my wardrobe and sleeps in my bed and puts their books on my shelves. You know, so I don't know if, if she was talking about energy because I thought, actually, I don't want, I don't want someone yet again moving into my space. But you I did want that. Otherwise, it didn't, it did happen a few, I think, that's what I think you just said. It did happen a few times. So you did want that. At some point, it was part of the... Um, I think it's a power dynamic. I was the person yeah. with the kids and the money. So people moved into to my house and that doesn't work for me because it's always my house, my space, my kids. Anyway, you know, so I was thinking about what it, you know, what we what we need to do for ourselves if we want to have a serious proper long-term partner to be available to have that relationship and maybe check in with ourselves and think, well, am I? You know, how much of me is available? What am I prepared to, to give up? What am I prepared to do? And if the answer is actually not very much, <laughs> apart from go for a couple of a cup of coffee once a week, mm-hmm. maybe you're saying something different. But we don't do this process because because loneliness is painful. It's painful. I felt it recently. I'm coming at night, my kids are all out. I'm sitting there by myself, and I'm thinking, right, you know, here I am. Huh, you know. And I, I, and I and suddenly this wave of existential fear hits me. It's going to be like this forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to be a thruffle with myself forever. Mm-hmm. I will never have someone to share my feelings with and my thoughts with and my space with and my time with. And all this work I'm doing for myself and all the stuff I'm experiencing, I will never have them share it with. And that feels painful. Of course, yeah, of course it feels painful. Yeah. But it's either so you, it's either one or the other. It's like the way you say it, it's like either you're 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 sharing your uh, uh, your bookshelf and your your your, uh, your bed and uh, your house, or, or you're all by yourself. It's like uh, you haven't found a compromise or the way to uh, yeah. Or it's coffee, saying... one, one coffee uh, every week, you say, which is not very exciting. But the compromise it doesn't work. So. So this is interesting with love, you know, it's Valentine's Day. And I would say, because I'm a big romantic and I'm a love coach, mm. compromise isn't love. You know, if you want love, you're fully in. And that's what you're saying. I want to meet someone. I want to be fully in. I want to have that woman in or whatever, whoever you are, it doesn't matter, in my life in a central way where we share stuff and we do this. And that you haven't, you know, you've done a lot of dating. Mm-hmm. And 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 and, it's, and you're available, you know, you're an available man. You've got a bit of time. You could probably make some time. Why isn't it happening? And then you worry, oh my God, if I just am I a data? <laughs> Maybe I'm just a data, and I can't stop dating. 
So yeah. what do you think that is? You know, for people who are listening to the podcast who experience similar things, and people say to me all the time, why can't I meet someone? And I say, yeah, there's a billion people on the planet, or how many there are. And yeah. out of that, then, you know, on this call about how do you meet a mate, there were 6,000 people on this podcast. 6,000. Oh, That's yeah. a lot of single people, and everyone was looking for love. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, surely in that call, are we looking for anyone. love? Are we looking for a relationship? Uh, and sometimes the two go together. And uh, some people are not looking, really looking for love. Or I mean, it's okay. There is like some kind of love feeling some, somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, are we looking for love or are we looking for a relationship? I would say I'm more looking for love in a relationship. So I want, I want everything, Lucy. I want it all. I want to have fun. I want to, not always. Not, I know that's, you know, it's not like having fun all the time. It's not like... A, I live in Disneyland or uh, I, I want intimacy both physically and emotionally. I want to be able to be challenged by someone who's, who's smart, who can ask me questions that will, that will make me think about myself or about the world or stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, which is what I have with friends. I mean, most of my, I mean, I'm not in a relationship with my friends, but with some friends, I get this kind of, uh, and I have fun with my friends. I'm not, not all the time. Again, you know, sometimes we speak about difficult stuff, or I'm going, or they're going through difficult uh, times. But we have this intimacy. We have that fun. We have, and but the thing is that there is no commitment. Um, you know, when I say well, I, had, I had a coffee with a friend yesterday, and then I said, "Have a good day," and then it's not like I'm. I didn't say, "Okay, when when are we seeing each other again?" Or I didn't feel like uh, calling him this morning you know, to wish him a <laughs> happy Valentine because he's a friend and. Uh, so, so I think it's more challenging. It's like we want the intimacy and the closeness that we have in, in a friendship, but we also want the physical attraction. It's a lot. I mean, if you, but maybe we should settle for, I mean, we, people in general, uh, should settle for less. Well, I don't, I, well, first of all, I, you know, I'm, teasing, I think, I'm challenging you. Well, first of all, I think people need to be very clear with themselves about what they actually want and that might be journaling that may be thinking that may be writing it down that may be doing a list that may be listening to podcasts like this and what do you really really want mm-hmm. and then write it down so that you know you know in what do you really really want and then you have to think and the ones I'm thinking I'll never get it there's no men out there there's hundreds of billions of men out there there's billions of women out there there's yeah, billions and, of and people lovely people there. and really amazing people and there's yeah. loads of really lovely people out there and okay that person may not be for me but he'll certainly be for somebody else yeah. so you know get rid of the negative idea there's no one out there there's loads of people out there out there is a perfect person just waiting for you and, and her or me and him or the same sex couple or whatever or a polyamorous couple, they're all out there to find each other. But it's getting very clear about what it is that you want and what is it that you're bringing. You know, I want this and I want that. And, you know, it's like a child. I want something to make me feel this way. Forget that. Now make you feel anyway. You know, you make you feel. So yeah. what are you bringing? What are you bringing to the table? And, and, and which areas of yourself? Like, I'm a bit of a, you know, I can be a bit flighty. <laughs> You know, and I get, I'm a bit flighty. I'm a bit flighty. I can get very overexcited and go, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is great. And I'm actually saying, so I'm like, oh, God, actually, I don't really know. You know, now I think I might go over that way. I'm not really flighty in my relationships. If I'm with someone, I'm really with them. Mm. 
I'm unfaithful, I'm not flirty, and I'm pretty, I'm very loyal. Um, but when I'm not in a relationship, I can kind of butterfly and butterfly and butterfly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that might imply I'm not really, you know, I think I know what I want, but it's also about, you know, are, what are you able to bring? What can you give up? You know, my house is full of pictures of my children. I've realized that. Children, yeah. paintings of children, photographs of my children, drawings by my children, you know, um, that's 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 fine, and that that may be how it's going to be till they leave and they're beginning to leave. But maybe I would then maybe change my pictures and put pictures of loving couples, you know, really make my yeah, space yeah, yeah. a lot more around me being a, older, with a you know with a, a nest that's beginning to empty, so I'm more available to have a relationship that isn't just about um, you know my relationships the last. 25 years has mainly been actually with my children. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and your dogs. Energy. And my dogs, yeah. Well, I'm not changing that for the. No, no, of course not. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, I went on a date, well, date ish, and we walked my dog, and he kept sort of saying disparaging things about them. I was like, right, we're done, you know. And that, because also, you don't have to like my dogs. But to be so unintelligent as to be rude about them. No, of course. You said you were on a date-ish. What's the difference between a date and a date-ish? Maybe it's because I'm, uh, French is my first language, but I'm not sure I understand the difference between a date well, and a date. It's when, it's when it's a friend of a friend who you sort of, you know, and a friend and sort of contacts you and says, oh, you're a friend of X's and I'm interested in X, would you like to go for a walk so we can talk about it? Yeah. Now, is that a date or isn't that a date? It's a sort of a date. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm teasing you. I mean, I'm more like... Uh... But it may not be a date. And maybe I should be more clear with people. Maybe I should say to them, is this a date or is this a walk? We've ended up being actually very clear. I don't think we should be clear. Uh, if, I mean, except if you meet okay. someone dating up, that's different. But but otherwise, uh, I don't think you have to, to, to be clear. I mean, it's just you're just meeting someone and... Uh, see where it goes yeah i think and, uh, well there wasn't um, on the anyway i better not talk about it but um he told me a lot of intimate stuff on this walk which made me want to go and run away and hide under a under a glassy knoll <laughs> i was like well i'm quite sure i'm sexually the right person for you because you know maybe i'm a little bit more vanilla than that so and i was quite interested why someone would tell me their sexual fantasies when i literally just met them so i thought actually this man is up is up for having some pretty out there sex with somebody and it's probably not me so mm-hmm. we yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're friends we're friends it's and I said to him yeah. when we became friends I said you need to go on a very particular sort of dating website sweetie you know that's what you want it's out there but you can't go on you know match.com it's not unless so you probably need to go on something that's more around the BDSM area mm. of which there are loads of well, you know if that's what you want to do mm. fine Mm. So you can set out and see what you want, but you probably need to go and find a website that's more around that kind of area. But you know that that's a that's a funny thing, isn't it? So there's some things about the chemistry, isn't it? I mean, you you, you know when chemistry you chemistry and also and yeah, of course, the chemistry is essential, and uh, and also I think um, are we somehow at the same place? You know, if someone just got divorced, for example, it's not the same place and someone who's been divorced for 10 years and, and someone who has yeah. kids is not the same place as someone who does. 
I'm not sure, it doesn't mean we have to be exactly at the same place, but um, of course it makes the, the, the dynamic is different. If someone is much younger or, or if someone is, uh, is still somehow sad about uh, the, the, the end of their previous relationship or if someone is struggling financially and, and, and you know, all these things are part, will be part of the relationship. I mean, it doesn't mean it That's cannot happen, but it's part of the relationship. It's, it will be there. It won't be said uh, the first uh, date or the second date, maybe, um, but it will be there. So the but, chemistry and, 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 and where we're at, really. Yeah. But there's two things I want to ask you. Number one is, should we trust the chemistry? Just hold that thought. You know, mm-hmm. because let's say you're someone who has had an addictive parent and that your pattern is that you're attracted to addicts and they're attracted to you and it's very instantaneous. You know, if you, uh, there's a whole experiment. You could put a woman, there was a woman put in a room of 100 men. She'd come from an abusive background. Her father had hit her. I mean, physically abusive. She'd had relationships with abusive men. They put her in a room with men and she was just looking at them and she had to pick out who she was attracted to. She, you know, five men. And of the five men she picked out, all of them had been abusers in their relationship. So, well, and, and that is on pure chemistry. That is on pure attraction. So what I'm asking is, can you trust your chemistry if your chemistry has led you into places that are not healthy? Can you, can you check with your chemistry and go, stop, 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 and try and re-chemicalize? I think a good question. I think you, could, you, you should definitely listen to your, to, the, to your chemistry, to the chemistry, because it says something which can be really interesting. And, uh, and so you should you know, be, be more, I think it's about being intuitive and thinking, okay, I'm attracted. I'm, I can feel there is, I have this feeling there is, a chemistry, there is a chemistry between the two of us. You can question it and, and, and be intuitive and think, well, why, in fact, why am I attracted? Uh, sometimes it's just a smile, you know? So if someone, it's someone, the way someone will smile will remind you of something which you've known uh, 30 or 40 years before. You know, it's, um, it's, it's yeah. Yes, but it may not be a healthy thing. It may, that's no, what I'm it, saying. It, it may not be. A lot of women say to me, I'm very attracted to dangerous men and rogues yeah. and men who stay in the field. And, I, and I'm not attracted to Mr. Nice over there who's holding down a job, who's a responsible dad, who cleans his car on a Sunday. It's going to be boring. Sure in their mind, it's going to be boring. In their mind, it's so how do you shift that? How do you shift it? So they always end up in disastrous relationships with men who cheat on them and blah, 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 blah. And they come back to me going, oh, my God, I thought he was the one. And I'm like, why do you think he was the one? Did he have any qualities on display that made you think he was the one? Was he steady? Was he honest? Did he show up? Was he fully in? You know? Was did he, he fun? Did, 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 yeah, was he fun? I mean, yeah. But they're like, we have great sex. He was really great fun. He made me feel like a princess. And then he disappeared. Mm. And now I'm lost and lonely and stuck again. And that's because their chemistry is very attractive to men that do that to them. Trying to shift their chemistry to a man that shows up and goes, hello, you know, my name is Ed. And I'm kind of steady. And I'm good. And I'm funny. Um, and I'm kind of fun. But I'm, I'm not as fun as, you know, Chris Finn over there. But I'm, I'm kind of trying. They're not interested in that person. Mm. So they just, it's a loop that goes round and round. But if we base it on chemistry, sometimes our chemistry is giving us 
fake and false information. Yeah, no, you're you're right, but it's giving us an information. So it's, uh, again, it depends. It, it's it, I think we should hear what uh, be in touch with what our, the, that chemistry is telling us. You know, sometimes I will I will uh, meet someone at a dinner or you know someone I haven't met before, and I feel I feel attracted to that person, and then I think. Why was I attracted? I, I question it, but not in, you know, I question was it so even, you know what, even sometimes a perfume can, can create that for me. So if it's the right perfume, it can create that kind of. <laughs> <Sorry>? <laughs> but they're French. Actually, sorry, not French, or Belgian. Yeah. And um, I, think, I think chemistry is important, but, uh, but it, it, I don't think it's giving us, it's just maybe a few percent of. Uh, how good a relationship can be uh, can be for us. I really think so. And I think we can yeah. change with therapy and, uh, and with experience and with therapy, we can change that uh, chemistry that is uh, that we're looking for. Partially, not totally. I don't think we change it uh, completely. I mean, if we're attracted by, by a certain kind of person, a certain kind of trauma, let's say, I think it will always be there somehow. But the idea is. Well, I think it will always be there, but it's like people come to me, and I think I'm talking women more than and men, and men, and they're in, you know, they're like little kids. They help me, mummy, help me not find naughty, 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 whatever it is, naughty, net attractive. Naughty help me net. find steady, attractive. And I'm like, you know, Okay, but what helped you? What you know? What helped you need me to do for you? Because I can tell you to date steady Eddie, you know, a million times in a row, but I can guarantee you, you're going to end up with naughty Nick because that's what's making your heart rate. But that's that first bit of romantic love. That first bit, and then and then it doesn't. There's no follow through in that. The relationship doesn't go to a deeper level. This is why. It's such a complicated, deep, huge subject. It's, it's, you know, because it's also a fascinating one. You see, it's a fascinating one. I could offer to the client that I could say, okay, well, maybe here's your choices. Number one, you could say, what I actually want is the, 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 the heart race, heart race, heartbeat. So I'm just going to go for the naughty boys and have a bit of fun, have great sex, and then go through the pain, and, blah, 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 and I'll start again. You know, you could keep doing that forever, really. So that's the choice. It's, I think it's about um, putting a spotlight, isn't it, on choices. If you want to make different choices, if you want to find the steady eddies of the world attractive, you need to do some serious work on what's pulling you towards the naughty boys of the way. You know, maybe your dad was a naughty boy. You know, maybe your first boyfriend was a naughty boy. Maybe you've had a whole lot of messaging that a va va weighty kind of a guy, is, and you, you've seen... Lots and lots of films, and you had yeah. lots and lots of glory. Also, also the, the I mean, one of the the, the advantage when you are uh, dating a, a naughty boy or a, a naughty girl is that somehow you know already, more or less uh, unconsciously, that the relationship is not going to last for very long. So sometimes, it's not... you know, women, women, no, women think I can change him. It'll be me. I'm. It's like it's, if I were Judy. Sell so well, you know. There's a naughty boy, and there's always that woman, and eventually he realizes actually, steady Henrietta, who's there with the children making his dinner, he loves her. Steady Henrietta. I think, I think unconsciously, 
meeting someone who's a good person and 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 someone who's uh, willing to to uh, to be in a in a nice balanced uh, warm sexy relationship uh, is scary because it's like again but then that's going to be the one the man or the woman and i think even though it, that's what many people uh, are looking for somehow it's scary yeah. because it's they don't they, they haven't experienced it before and uh, because maybe they don't yeah. allow it for themselves maybe it's it's a so it's it, it's it's a fascinating subject i'm sure we'll have many many more conversations uh, about that Oh yeah, we can talk about it forever because I honestly, Lucy, we don't we don't want to sound negative because it's it's Valentine's Day and here we are. No, I'm not being negative. I'm being really positive. I mean, I think it's a wonderful, amazing thing, and I but I think part of it is, you know, you can do, and I found this really helpful. So I went and did a Wim Hof weekend. People know what that is, and I sat in an ice bath for two minutes, and everyone's like, "How are you going to do it? How are you going to do it?" And I actually made myself visualize myself getting in the ice and sitting in the ice and being okay with it. And I'm someone that's used to visualization. You know, every time I go for one of those weekends and people say, oh, now we're going to do visualization, I kind of fall asleep or I just think, oh, God, I love visualization. But actually, this thing about I want to meet somebody, I want to be in love, I want to have this relationship, is visualizing it. And what would it feel like? What would it be like? Really, really think about it. And how are you reacting to it? So it's not just this sort of namby, pamby, wimbly, waffly, woo-woo idea. It's a felt experience. What do I feel like? What does this feel like? Do I want this feeling? How do I feel about me? I'm in a relationship with myself. How's that relationship going? It's that area of stuff. It's active. It's active transformation. And that, um, for some people, sounds uh, wonderful, but also scary. But it, yeah, it's, it, it's about yeah. active transformation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I feel. And that, that active transformation can be totally, wonderfully life-changing. Can really be life changing. Yeah. But do you want your life changed? That's what love does. Love is amazing. Love is a drug. Love is fantastic. Love is the most wonderful things I thing I've sort of ever felt. You know, it just is. No, I agree. So, so do we agree with the idea that we don't really have to love ourselves? I think we agree on that. But at least. Uh, respect who we are and have some, some consideration for who we are and feeling feeling good about who we are is a, is a good place to, to eventually meet someone and and, uh, and be in a, in a nice relationship. But it doesn't mean we have to love yeah, ourselves. I mean, you know what? I mean, I really, really do love myself. I, I like myself tremendously. And uh, I, I, like I, you, think, I like you tremendously as well. So it's, it's, I mean, any man that ends up in a relationship with me, as far as I'm concerned, is it's a jackpot. But um, obviously, not all men think that about me. That's because they're wrong. But um, <laughs> what I find difficult is when I meet men who I like, and and they put themselves down all the time, mm-hmm. and they say I things agree. like, "Well, you know, I'm a bit boring, or I'm a bit average, and I want to offer this to women and men out there." That is not attractive. No, that is not attractive. I mean, same for me when I would meet someone that I would find uh, beautiful and attractive, and that per- that woman would say, uh, uh, "Yeah, but look at me. I'm I'm fat, or I'm this, or I'm that. Look at my my wrinkles." Uh, and, and but then, 
whatever I say, it won't change anything. Even if I say, come on, you look amazing. I love, you know, I like the way you, like your style. I like, I like your body. I mean, whatever I say, it's, not, it's, ne it's never going to be enough. And that's tiring because it's going to be there. It's, yeah, like, it's going to be in, between us in the relationship. So we need to sort of try and emanate, to have this romantic love and this romantic day, emanate the fact that you really like yourself. You yeah. know, you're a yeah. high quality person. You're kind, you're good, you're funny, you're decent, you're loyal. Think about yourself as a friend. What do you bring to your friendship? Yeah. What is good? Why do your friends love you? That is what you're bringing to a relationship. Because if we go in saying, well, you know, I'm this and I'm boring and, you know, and I'm hurt, it's, it's the energy's wrong. It's a down energy. No, I know, and it's, boring. it's boring. As well. It's boring. It's boring. And it's, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to hear people telling me that they don't write themselves. It, it, I mean, as a, as a partner. So I don't. I know, I know because then, then you become their therapist. I mean, I mean, their therapist. So you you could be tempted to go along that way, and uh, and so and same for me. So and we, we that's not what we want, and that's not. You can when you're in a relationship, you it's not only about us being therapists, but you cannot be someone's therapist uh, if you're in a relationship. Yeah, so think, so people need to think about how do we attract people. We have to find ourselves attractive. Maybe we have to yeah, like ourselves. Course, yeah. we have to respect ourselves. Yeah. Think about in the animal world, you know, all sorts of animals put on little shows and displays and colours and peacock males do all their feathers. Hi, I'm really great. Look at all my feathers. Think about yourself like that. You're an attractive human being who's going to attract another attractive human being. And and put yourself in a in a great frame of mind, in a wonderful light, and, and play up your, your wonderful, beautiful qualities. You know, if, if you look great in red. Pull on a red dress. I mean, no, exactly. really? Yeah, yeah. Don't just go out like a dowdy little lazy blackbird, all brown and unloved. You mm. know, that's not going to work. So it's not about I love myself. It's like actually I rate myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna really work on myself. Exactly. And I'm gonna bring yeah. my I have with my friends to my love relationship. I'm gonna pull on a proper colour. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna have fun and I'm gonna meet someone and it's gonna be wonderful. I love that. <laughs> it will be. I know. I, I, totally, I totally agree. I thought that's my my my. Uh, but the other thing I'll well. ask you because you're a man, right? Obviously, you're a man. I'm a woman, right? So let's say you're on a date, you meet someone, and it's good. Why does it start going wrong after a few dates? Um, well, there's so many different reasons. Uh, okay. Let's say someone is not. Uh, uh, Let's say if someone is is bringing up bringing up all the difficult times uh, she's had with her in her previous relationship, for example, and she speaks about it a lot, or she speaks uh, endlessly about her children. I mean, I like I really like uh, the idea. <laughs> so I, I, see, I see you smiling, and people, people who listen to us to know you in fact. Uh, I mean, I, I love. I mean, I'm a father. I, I, I like talking about my kids, but I've really seen that uh, with some of my friends or, or, or someone I would go on a date uh, uh, with, it's like they would somehow put their children in the relationship from the very beginning. Yeah. And that's not fair because I want, I, I'm, I'm not dating the mother, I'm dating the woman. And then I know this woman is a mother and I'm happy. I, I really like that, by the way. I think uh, mm. having kids, or being a father or mother somehow brings out even more things about, about about someone. So I really like that idea. But it, 
so some women uh, and maybe some men, I don't know about that, define themselves more as a or see themselves more as a mother than uh, a woman. And at first, I want to have a date. I want to be on a date or uh, with, with a woman. Mm -hmm. Not being in den in denial that that woman has children, of course. And and but so this is yeah. I mean, or you would find out that someone uh, tends to drink uh, uh, daily or too much or stuff like that, which I, which I find really difficult. In fact, mm -hmm. I would then feel like helping that person. And then again, that's my job. I'm not there. To, I mean, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone, you can help that person, you can, of course, but it shouldn't be, if it's there from the very beginning and you feel like you're on a mission to save someone, that just doesn't work. You cannot save anyone. Uh, mm. It's not asking you to anyway. Uh, so yeah, there are many reasons why, uh, you know, sometimes I, I find that many women, and I'm sure it's, the, it's, it's true the other way around, don't really like men. I mean, yeah. they like the company of a man eventually, but it's like they don't they don't really love men, and and they're because maybe they're they're scared of men, or they yeah, or they have very bad experiences. Yeah, and and I've heard from my, I've heard from from uh, my fem women friends, my female friends, and or clients that many men don't really like women. Like they're attracted physically, and they want to oh, be. That's but that's a that's a different subject altogether. But that's a huge subject. No, it's a huge subject. So, so, so if I meet someone and I, it's like a, a, a and, and that person I know that she doesn't like mm. men really or love what you know, it's 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 hard work. I don't want to work hard. I work hard all week long and I want to work hard uh, <laughs> on my spare time. Yeah, but, uh, but no, I'm joking. Me, but you know, it's then yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. But for me, it's like the noble male energy meets with the divine female. Sorry, I didn't get you know, that. that for me, it's like, you know, for me, it's like a noble male energy meets, you know, brings out for me a divine female energy. Mm, yeah. And both states are powerful and warm and curious and playful. And mm. I think that, but that's got very lost. But this is a, this is a different podcast. Yeah. Okay. So we we we'll definitely well we know we we're gonna do more. So anyway, I really yeah. loved uh, chatting uh, and talking with you today. And uh, yes. let's, let's talk again uh, very soon. I would really like that. Yeah. Let's do that and, and have uh, a lovely Valentine's Day. Thank Thank you. And 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 uh, yeah. And same for you. Enjoy your Valentine's Day and and uh, with your dogs then. <laughs> yeah. And my kids. <laughs> and you. Very well. Very well. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you.